Hello, welcome to the House Call Doctors, quick and dirty tips for taking charge of your health. I'm Dr. Rob, your host. Welcome back. This is part two of my series on the heart. Heart disease is a killer. Killers are bad. We want to fight killers. And one of the best weapons we have against this killer is knowledge. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. My last podcast actually covered how to know when chest pain is serious. Today, I'm going to back up and discuss the disease that is most common cause of chest pain that you should worry about, coronary artery disease. So the coronary arteries are the blood vessels that supply blood to the heart. The heart's main job is to pump blood, but the heart needs its own blood supply to bring it oxygen and food, kind of like folks working at restaurants need to have their own food, not just supply it to other people. If that blood supply is cut off, the heart muscle cells can't survive. They suffocate. If that blood supply is cut off suddenly, it's called a heart attack. Doctors, of course, call it something else. They call it a myocardial infarction. But you know how doctors are. The process that leads to a heart attack occurs over the course of many years, whereas the heart attack itself can kill in seconds. Here are three steps that lead to an eventual heart attack. The first step is the formation of fatty blisters on the inside of the coronary blood vessels. These blisters are part of what is known as atherosclerosis, which means scarring of the arteries. You probably have heard these blisters called cholesterol plaques or fatty deposits. Why do these plaques form? The consensus among those smart scientists is that they're the result of a number of things, including high blood pressure, toxins from cigarettes, high HDL cholesterol, which is the bad cholesterol, and diabetes. Some people are predisposed to atherosclerosis, presumably because the walls of their blood vessels don't function right, and so they form plaques more easily. Age is also an important factor, as even smaller trauma to the blood vessels will mount up over time. There are a lot of other factors involved, like inflammation, toxic chemicals, and probably some covert conspiracy of big business in the CIA complex, as is the case in most areas of life. But I'm going to leave all that stuff to the smart scientists and conspiracy theorists. What you need to know is that these fat-filled blisters form over a number of years, and the best way to prevent a heart attack is to prevent these plaques from forming in the first place. The big event in a heart attack is when the blister in the coronary artery bursts. Upon rupture, the substance in these plaques causes a blood clot to form, which blocks off the blood flow in the artery. The heart muscle downstream from the blood clot gets starved of oxygen, and that's what causes the chest pain. Depending on which coronary blood vessel is blocked and how far upstream the blood clot occurs, the clot may threaten to kill a small amount of the heart tissue or nearly the entire heart. What causes this fatty blister to burst? Well, a lot of time we don't know exactly what causes to bring on the final event, but intense exercise, especially to those who are out of shape, as well as other stressors to the body, like infection, can cause plaque rupture. The third step in the process happens over the course of minutes. The heart tissue that is starved for oxygen can only survive for about 20 minutes before it dies. This is why I said in my last podcast that continuous pain lasting more than 20 minutes is not likely to be from a heart attack. 
If a small part of the heart tissue is cut off from oxygen, the person may not even know that they're having a heart attack. They may just think they've got indigestion. If it's a large part of the heart that's cut off, it is critical that they get help as soon as possible. Two things can kill a person from a heart attack. Either the heart tissue dies off so the heart pump can't work good enough to keep the person alive, or the heart goes into a fatal heart arrhythmia, the most common of which is one called ventricular fibrillation. Both of these are not necessarily fatal, as emergency care can lessen their damage and save the person's life. Did I mention that time is of the essence in treating a heart attack? Restoring the blood flow and treating the heart arrhythmias that happen as a result can save a person's life. I need to make sure I mention that small fact. Responding quickly to a heart attack can save your life. Well, what can be done to save that person's life? Well, the first thing is actually something you can do at home. Take an aspirin. Actually, take two baby aspirin, which are 81 milligrams each, or a whole 325 milligram aspirin. Chewing it will make it enter your bloodstream faster. Aspirin has several effects that help fight a heart attack, but the main one is to decrease the blood's ability to clot. Other medications, known as clot busters, can break up clots and return normal blood flow. They can only be given at the hospital, which, again, is why responding quickly to a heart attack can save your life. And dangerous heart rhythms can also be treated or prevented in the hospital with IV medications. Let me finish with my quick and dirty tips about heart attacks. My first tip is to prevent it. If you have any of the risk factors for heart disease, please see your doctor and do what you can to prevent a heart attack. If you aren't sure if you have any of these risk factors, ask your doctor. You don't want to find out in the emergency room. Tip number two, if you have chest pain, get seen as soon as possible. Did I mention this? Don't delay. Get seen as soon as you can. Don't page your doctor. Don't call your neighbor. Don't call your Aunt Sue or your Uncle Billy Bob. Get help as soon as possible. Don't be embarrassed. You'd rather go and end up being gas than to stay at home with a heart attack. Time is of the essence. Don't delay. I I guess I've mentioned that enough, huh? Probably not. Tip number three, be prepared. Keep an aspirin on hand and chew it up immediately if you think you're having a heart attack. It's also good to learn CPR so that if someone around you does have a heart attack, you can keep them alive long enough to get help. Well, that's it for today. My next podcast will cover all of the tests and procedures that are done for the heart, like EKGs, stress tests, bypass surgeries, and heart catheterizations. If you have subjects you want me to cover, send them to housecalldoctor at quickandirtytips.com or call area code 206 337 You can find me on Twitter at housecalldoc, one word, and on Facebook under the clever page name housecalldoctor. Don't forget to visit my sponsor, GoToMeeting, at gotomeeting.com slash podcast for your free trial. And don't forget to visit my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. So, how am I going to do my disclaimer? I'm going to do it as a Southerner. Let me remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of that weird old medical stuff you hear. So that when you do go visit your doc, your visit will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doc. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. <laughs>